I had my children on the floor. I was on my favorite blanket that my grandmother gave me on the floor like a cat. And I realized in that moment, the potential of what our bodies can really do as women. Like I could feel his head. I could do my own internal, like, yeah, his head, I could feel it. I was in tears. I was just in tears and overwhelmed with gratitude. Hi, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast, the podcast that is bringing embodied birth wisdom from women from all over the world sharing their natural birth stories. Don't forget to subscribe and download so that you can always have access to these empowering and positive natural birth stories. Hi, my name is Anna, also known as the Spiritual Midwife, and I am the Natural Birth Podcast host. I'm a midwife and a childbirth educator, and I work with women worldwide, assisting them in having an empowering and natural birth experience, and to truly claim their birth as a rite of passage. I offer online one-on-one sessions, packages and online courses for the conscious mamas who don't want to leave their birth up to chance. If you want to know more about me and what I do in the world, then please visit me at thenaturalbirthcourse.com or connect with me on Instagram as the underscore spiritual underscore midwife. Now, if you love this podcast, then please consider taking a moment right now and leave a review. They mean the world to me and is also your way of helping me reach more women around the world with these natural and empowering birth stories. Together, we are changing the birth narrative one birth story at a time. Today on the Natural Birth Podcast, we have Emma. Emma is a mama of one, originally from Australia, now living in Sweden. She's an amazing artist and highly sensitive being, which was very evident during her birth. She is a client of mine, and in this episode, you get to hear both of us weave our versions of Emma's birth together. This episode is a really beautiful resource for you who know that you are a highly sensitive, empathic woman and can inform you of the importance of where you birth and with whom. Emma had a long birth journey, ultimately perfect for her and her baby, as she birthed in water, catching her own baby as she'd always envisioned. Curious about Emma? Find her on Instagram as Emma S.E. Art. Now, I have actually just given birth as well. No, not a baby, but my life's work. It is so very exciting and with such pleasure that I introduce to you the Spiritual Midwife Mentorship Program. The mentorship is for you who want to walk alongside women through her rite of passage from maiden to mother and provide a safe, sacred and physiological birth space. Who recognizes birth as a sacred portal and a life-altering event worthy of honoring and safeguarding and celebrating. 
It is for the mystics, the mothers, the maidens and magas, the nurturers, healers, birth workers, midwives, doulas, nurses, for the seers and visionaries, the shamans and change makers, and you, the rebel ones. This mentorship program is for you who feel a deep calling to serve as the custodian of the sacred at the birth altar. It's a full year of being held and supported by me and your community of peers as you step into embodying being a true space holder and sacred birth advocate. By weaving ancient and modern knowledge of her story, women's wisdom, physiological birth skills, and the art of sacred space holding, this program is unique to its kind as it also offers transformational one-on-one mentoring with me, personally assisting you in becoming the clear channel and best space holder that you can be. You will be held and nurtured and supported for a whole year inside our worldwide spiritual midwife community as you learn and embody the teachings and skills and start sharing your gifts with the world. Enrollment has just started this week and I've had the first discovery calls with applicants. If you want to learn more and apply to enroll for the 15th of May start, then go to the naturalbirthcourse.com or find the link in the show notes. Hi, Emma, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast. So happy to have you here. Thank you. It's so nice to be here with you. Yay! Um, so for everyone listening, I was actually Emma's spiritual midwife. So I know her and I know her birth story very deeply. Um, and I'm so excited that she wanted to come on and share it with all of you because it was a really, a really beautiful, magical uh, birth for sure. And so much wisdom in the way you birthed your baby. Mm. So with no further ado, Emma, welcome. Take us back to what brought you to Sweden, because this is where you're living currently, but you are Australian from Melbourne. So take us back to actually coming to Sweden, falling pregnant and the whole journey of deciding how to birth. Yeah, so I I moved here in uh, November of 2021. So haven't been here super long, um, hasn't been a long, a long time, uh, but my dad is actually from here. He was born here when, um, yeah, as a kid, but um, he, they moved over to Australia when he was about eight. Um, so he's like very Aussie. Um, but yeah, so I, I always had this draw to come back here and to sort of um, like get in touch with like that side of my heritage and sort of, yeah, um, I guess learn more about that half of myself. Um, so I moved here and uh, pretty quickly met my partner after I came here. And very quickly after that, we conceived. So uh, yeah, I felt pregnant in March of last year. And um, it was a crazy year finding out, you know, having a little baby in a new 
country with a new person and also like getting to know him in more of a deep way going through this um was uh yeah it was a pretty crazy time yeah (laughs) wow like moving continents falling Mm -hmm. pregnant so quickly after meeting you your now husband as well hey husband yeah Yeah. (laughs) wow all in a year that must have been such a roller coaster for you yeah it was it really really was um so uh yeah when we found out that we're having our little one um I really um I wanted to find someone to work with that could sort of you know go with me through it and be able to support me through it and that kind of thing and I was really missing home too um I think you know finding all of you know having a child in, in a new place is like a huge thing and you sort of yeah you for me anyway I really like craved being with my loved ones back home and like being in being in a place that I knew really well um because everything else was so new you know um yeah so that's uh that's actually how I came to find you um (laughs) I wanted to work with yeah support person I guess so I had a little look-see on online and I found you and had a little look about you and I was like oh my god you're here that's amazing and then also found out that you lived in Australia for for such a long time and I was like she knows about it like she you know gets what it's like there and I sort of yeah really felt called to reach out to you and to work with you so that's kind of how I found you and how we began to chat and uh, initially I brought up to my partner that I would like to home birth and um that's kind of how I always just like thought that it would look to me um, or that I wanted it to look like anyway. Um, very like natural at home, um, very mm-hmm. calm. And um, yeah, so I brought that up to him and he was a very quick no um, with that. He didn't feel that it was yeah, a safe thing to do and all of these fears came up for him that um, I know it is very common. Brought up being told that birth is like this terrifying thing and it's the most awful thing that you'll go through and there's all these risks and, uh, you know, it's awful and you're screaming on your back while someone tries to birth your child for you. It's, yeah. Um, so I think he kind of had that vision of what birth was. Um, so I was like, okay, like he doesn't feel fine with that and I didn't want to do it without him being on board with it so I was like okay we can go and go to a birth center um little did I know that that's not a thing here (laughs) yeah for anyone listening in Sweden there is really only the option of um hiring your own private independent midwife at home or going to the tertiary hospitals like big hospitals That's the only birthing option you have in Sweden. Um, Yeah, so after we found out that, or after I sort of found out that, um, like, being in a birth centre wasn't an option, it just kind of fell to we would be going to the hospital. And um, I wasn't super happy about that. (laughs) Uh, For me, that's where you go when you're sick or when there's something wrong. Um, And I don't think that birthing is you being sick or something wrong it's um you know it's this it's this amazing thing that our, that our bodies can do and they know how to do it um and I never felt like it was a yeah terrifying thing that I was worried that anything would go wrong with um 
yeah, so it felt a bit funny for me, but I was like, okay, like if that's how it needs to be, um, then that's how it needs to be. And we can just make it, you know, the best that we can. And having you there as kind of like a shield against, you know, people prodding me when I didn't want them to or things going on that didn't need to happen. Um, yeah. So we sort of, yeah, went along like that for a while. And then at about 32 weeks, um, I had this day when I was at home, we'd moved in to our new place, which we'd been renovating for a while, which is a another intense part of the year (laughs) we were actually in um our new space and um I was looking at myself in the mirror and um picturing birth and trying to like um yeah I just I just thought about birth I guess you know like getting towards the end of pregnancy and I was like wow this is actually going to happen soon it wasn't this like foreign thing I was like I'm gonna birth a child soon um and I had this like image in in my mind of um like having a birth pool within the space that we live in and just like birthing here and having that image like I had this really strong um bodily sense of joy it was like every cell in my body was just like yes like yes and so much joy and happiness like filled my whole body and um I think that if you ever feel that when you think about anything, you can't sort of ignore that. And that's what your body wants you to do. Like that's, that's what the right thing is for you to do. So I sort of knew from then that we, like for me and my child, um, the best thing for us was home birth. Um, so I brought it up again and I was like, look, um, I really want a home birth. Um, it feels right. I know that this is like there's there's a lot of fear around this, but can we like talk about it, maybe work through it, talk to you about it and sort of like, yeah, um, see if we could both feel good, feel good with it. Um, so from there, yeah, we spoke to you and it was a lot of, um, you know, diving into different resources and sort of talking through fears that he had. Um, he got to learn that. At home, there's no more risks for a low-risk woman giving birth than there is going in. And um, even, like, less, I would say, at home because you don't, you know, have so many things interrupting the process. So, uh, yeah, it was a it was a, a lot of shifting there and a lot of, um, yeah, um, picturing it in a different kind of way for him. And then um, we came to a point where he was like, okay, if we can find a, a home birthing midwife, then like let's do it. Um, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> um, amazing. Um, so that was like a huge change. Um, and it came to actually being able to find someone to support us because um, there's only about ten midwives within uh, Stockholm that will support a uh, first-time birthing woman. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, unfortunately, it's. Mm-hmm. Like it is around the world, there's this witch hand on independent midwives, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, very few do work with home births in Sweden, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And you were pretty late. Like most of the time, as soon as someone gets pregnant, I'm like, if you want a home birth, like you need to book in. But as you know, life wanted it. Mm-hmm. You you reached out to a few of the women that I knew and some others, and mm-hmm. you got speak to a few different midwives and you found your one hey 
Yeah, we did, which was amazing. Um, so also being around, like birthing around Christmas time was also another challenge. Um, midwife that we found that could support us could only do so up until the 23rd. Um, and then after that, if I was, you know, later than that, then I would have to go into hospital. So, um, yeah, so we were like, okay, this is what we can do. And, uh, yeah, as life had it, little one deci- decided to come on, yeah, a bit before her guest date. Um, yeah, but we kind of knew that with you. I mean, I felt that with you from the beginning. I think even from our first meeting, I don't know what week you were then, but I just had a feeling about you. And then I think at our second meeting, you were carrying really low. Your baby had already dropped already at like, was it 32 33 34 weeks like it was pretty early that you were very much the baby was very much engaged very low you went into a nesting tired zoomed (laughs) out dreamy state very early in your third trimester really yeah and so we all had a feeling didn't we but I was going to go away for November to Thailand so we were like you stay inside you're not allowed to come out and she didn't she didn't yeah we were like you just have to wait until Anna comes back and then and then if you want any time just please come yeah so that was a yeah yeah it was quite funny actually um and I think you also waited a little bit for your family to come didn't you as well exactly yeah so mum dad and my sister were all coming over um for Christmas time and uh yeah things like that so um I think that was like an like another thing that yeah there was a lot of things that sort of lined up um and until those all of those things sort of happened then it was almost like body and baby were both like okay now now everything's done like it's it's a calmer thing it's like a safe time to sort of come um yeah 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 so moving into like the actual birth um that whole week things were happening um, there were niggling's yeah <laughs> yeah um, like changes in like fluid coming out of me um which I thought at one point was like maybe a rupture in the membranes and water was coming out but maybe not I don't know I was just like, I don't know what's happening but those things going on um, well I love this though because so many women have this and yeah. you do get very very juicy to the point like yeah, it just feels like it's falling out of you sometimes mm-hmm. in the end like you know and, and that's a natural thing you get very juicy to mm-hmm. help the help the birth obviously to lubricate but also for obviously the immunity of your baby yeah yeah absolutely and it was like this like pinky kind of like fluid so I was like I was like is it water's breaking I was like I I wasn't quite sure but um it wasn't it was just things going on and uh for your first birth you don't know what it feels like until you know what it feels like you know so you're sort of there being like is this is it happening like is what's going on yeah, um, so I was very much in that. I was like, is this something or no, this isn't something or is it something? And, um, yeah, sort of going back and forth on that. And I was like, no, it's something. Um, and I think I first felt like the niggling kind of or like tightening um, on the Monday night um, a little bit there. And I was like, yeah, that that's probably, I don't know, maybe just like pre-stuff or something. Um, and then woke up the next day and yeah everything was gone I was like okay Tuesday night came around and they came back stronger and 
Um, the way that I felt it first actually was like having lower back pain in the same way that I would like when I was menstruating. But I felt like this like lower back pain across like just the lower back sort of like wrapping around. And I was like, I felt this before. Like I know I know this feeling. And, you know, I'd heard a lot of women say that early on it just it feels like, yeah, menstrual cramps. And I was like, maybe this is the beginning of that kind of thing. Um and a little bit, you know, through like the front also, not so much, but a little bit of like tightening kind of through there, um, went to bed and woke up the next day and they were gone again. And Wednesday night, they came back again, um, a bit stronger, like sort of, yeah, the pain through the back and through the front was a bit more tight as well. And I was like, something's, yeah, something's happening. Like if it's continually sort of coming back. Um, woke up the next day, they were gone, um, but came back earlier. Um, so I think um, they came back middle of the day um, or like, yeah, maybe like 10 or something. Um, so I guess, that yeah, they weren't really, like that pain wasn't really gone, but it was sort of weaker and then it like sort of built up again. And then I started having contractions, yeah, maybe like middle of the day or like one o'clock or so. Um, and I was like, oh, things are happening. Okay. Um, and I was like, yeah, just going to see if they stayed. Um, and they did. So yeah, I had my mum and my sister here like early on and we did some breath work and sort of just spent some time with like the women and then they, they went on their way and then, um, yeah, things were getting stronger, um, going into sort of nighttime, um and they just kept going and um we're like okay we're just gonna yeah keep going sort of thing and um I think it was around 10 p.m we began to sort of like track how close together they were um so we're doing that for a while and then they came to be about three minutes apart um two minutes apart three minutes apart we're like okay like you know, from everything that that we've been told or like that the world sort of tells you is that, mm-hmm. um, you know, they start from 10 minutes and they go to seven and then six and then five. And then when you get to three is like babies on the way sort of soon. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, it's probably time to, you know, call you and our midwife. So we did that. And um, yeah, I think you arrived here. Um, I think we called you at about 1.30 and you got here at about 2 a.m., um also I felt so bad for that I was like she's asleep poor thing I'm like waking her up and I was like yeah anyway oh Um. (laughs) and this is this is so important you know that women don't like this is the job you know this is what we signed up for this is being a midwife is a life's calling and and also like just a birth worker you know in in any capacity if you are on call for birth um you know, this is what you've signed up for. So I always say that you should call um, when you feel like you need that yeah. support, when you when you feel like, okay, now I'm at a point where I do want that extra support, whether that is from your doula or from your midwife, um, not to be afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, it's so important because throughout my years, I've really come to understand that it's a fine line. And, you know, we spoke of this obviously mm-hmm. before labor and you knew this. And we spoke obviously during the days when you were niggling, like I knew what was going on. Right. And yeah. we, we talked all also that 
um, afternoon, evening. So I knew you were having contractions and I went to bed like at 7 p.m. and just rested, even though I might not fall asleep at 7, I still rested. So I was prepared to be woken up mm-hmm. as well as probably the midwife as you were speaking to her as well, the other midwife. And, um, and I always, you know, tell women that the reason I, you know, I recommend you not calling me in too soon or the midwife is because to establish labor, you need to feel unobserved and so like just in your safe bubble like before you go into the deeper parts of labor where you just most of the time it just kind of continues um on strongly when it's you know very much in you know in, in cranking labor in the early hours when it's establishing it's still very very like sensitive mm-hmm. for out you know um, outside input and so it can disturb like my presence another midwife's presence even if you feel so comfortable it -hmm. still can interrupt that um hormonal process and might then you know prolong or even stall and so on so that's why it's not because I don't want to be there (laughs) for you Mm -hmm. uh it's because I want you to have the best chance of really getting into into the depths of birth and labor and birth however for some women it's actually the opposite and so that's why I want to speak to this now this wasn't your case, but for anyone listening, it can also be that you won't actually fully let go until your midwife is there or until your doula is there or whoever's going to be in your birth realm, your support people, if it's supposed to be, you know, your mother or sister, or whoever. If, you know, you might be one of those women who actually needs everyone to be there for you to actually let yourself go into labor. Mm-hmm. And so sometime ultimately you will never know who you're going to be the first time around you just don't but most women will be needing just maybe their partner or husband or that one loving person or feel like they're just with known people but then there are a few that are that do need that presence of the midwife or the doula really really early before she can actually let go into even the first stage fully to let that unfold so I just wanted to mention that for anyone listening. <laughs> I think that's like the whole thing with it too is like letting go of letting go. Um, you know, le- like for me, it was about like letting go of having that thought that oh no, I've called you too too soon, sort of thing. Or um, yeah, like being able to let go. Or if you are the kind of woman that needs everyone there, that to be able to fully do that, and you don't know when it's your first time because you haven't done it before. Um, so everything's sort of new and like for me um, at that time of night I was like okay this is you know this is happening now like things are really beginning to pick up and um, they were a lot more intense and um, yeah and yeah a lot more Um, so I was like yeah okay it's Um, time yeah and I think you when you called me or not you actually it was your husband Martin Mm -hmm. called me and said you know, it's been about an hour now and they're, you know, we have about three contractions in 10 minutes and, and they're, they're getting more intense. I was like, okay, great. I'm on my way, you know? Um, yeah. and, uh, I remember coming to your place and knocking on the door and, and sneaking inside and just sitting next to you for a while and just being there as you were on all fours on your mattress in the dark mm-hmm. and doing your thing having your Pilates ball that you're hanging over and yeah. Martin was such a present, beautiful witness and support of you as well. Yeah, he was amazing. 
Yeah. How did you feel when I arrived? Yeah. Um, you know, from like for for me when you came, our midwife came also. Um, everything did slow right down. Um, and I think you know that's also the kind of person that I am. Like I'm very aware of things around me, like hyper aware. Um, so when anyone came in, even though it was you and like, you know, I wanted you to be there and I was like, Anna's here, like, this is amazing. And like having all of that trust within you sort of thing. Um, yeah, as soon as you came, sort of things like slowed right down. Um, I remember when you came, it was nothing, not, I mean, nothing really changed about how I felt. I was like, great, Anna's here. Like this is happening. I guess, I guess maybe you coming, was then this thing in in like my mind of like it's happening I'm like gonna give birth kind of thing and then in that slowed it down again um <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, we sort of saw that through the whole thing you know so I thought that she was going to be born pretty soon but it was actually 14 hours after you arrived that she came so it was a yeah it was a very long stint um uh after you came things slowed back down again and then about half an hour later our midwife arrived and maybe that's that's one thing that I would have done a little bit differently is just have called you first and to have you here for a while um but you know first time again I didn't really know who to have here or when um yeah and she came and things slowed back down again and then yeah I guess like picked up a little bit again but then there were it was still very much um yeah just sort of maybe like 10 minutes apart or seven minutes apart and uh yeah slowed down so I know we went and tried to have a rest at one point and um yeah try to have a little bit of a sleep um and I also uh asked my midwife to check how dilated I was um and it wasn't for you know any reason that I thought you know if I was like seven then then it was going to happen soon. Like I was very conscious that, you know, you can go from being like two to 10 centimeters apart in the space of a really short time. So I wasn't really held on to that, but it was kind of like, I wonder what's happening. Um, so at that point, I think when she came out, I was like three centimeters. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty soon after she arrived, wasn't it? Maybe in the yeah. first hour or two, wasn't it? I remember yeah. she and I we were just sitting and chatting a bit. Yeah, and you were like, because for everyone listening, your apartment is like super duper mini oh, yeah. tiny. Like it's okay. how many square meters? Like it's very, very tiny. 34? 34, yeah. And so for anyone listening, you know, obviously it's important to feel unobserved in labor. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in this like, we're four like adults in this really tiny space. So me and the midwife are sitting in the couch like, that is uh, behind you have a little bit of a wall where you have your bed and everything and so you guys kind of hanging out there because we were like okay let's give them some space so you can because we noticed you know that you know maybe our presence like which is so normal I know I want anyone to hear that that it is really normal for it to slow down when there's a new presence in the room you know whether you move to the hospital or birth center or someone comes into your house or home it can shift the energy. And so we're, we know that as midwives, like we know that. So we were sitting there just giving you some space to like get back into your comfortable, you know, feeling safe space where you could kick on again. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think then, yeah, after a while you, you popped out and wanted to know where you were at kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that was around 3am, was it? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you were around three centimeters. And then I think, you know, so me and the midwife kind of know, okay, so, you know, I'll take over now. The midwife had a rest on the couch mm-hmm. while you jumped into the pool. That early, did I? Yeah, you had a little bit of a um, pool sesh with me. And uh, and then at some point in the early hours, I would say around 5.30, 6 o'clock, mm-hmm. um, you were so tired and your contractors were really spaced out. And I would say you would have, yeah, one in 10 minutes kind of thing. And so... I think I suggest that maybe you go and just rest, just go mm. and lie down, have a rest. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for anyone listening, you had been going for a while. You know, first of all, you had had a couple of nights before where you had had surges or or tightenings and probably hadn't slept that well. Mm-hmm. And then you started early the, you know, in the day having these tightenings and then they got a bit stronger during the afternoon. And you were having them, you know, regularly, maybe two or three in ten for for a while before we came and then you know you were going so you were really exhausted mm-hmm. and um then sometimes it's a physiological thing that if you go and have rest you might just need half an hour maybe an hour and then it kicks back in again mm-hmm. and so that was a suggestion I said to you you know maybe just go and lie down right and mm-hmm. you lie down with your husband and I lay down on the floor for about half an hour <laughs> took my jacket as, as as a duvet and and um was lying there and the midwife was on the couch sleeping and I think we had about an hour where we all just had a rest and I was I was conscious listening to you and you were having I think even you had a stretch of maybe 20 minutes without even one contraction which I noticed going like great well she needs this rest we all just need a break here okay so you know you did that and then after about an hour, I heard you stirring and all of a sudden they did come back, yeah. you know? And so just like I, I kind of thought, yeah, well, yeah. thought that, you know, you, you really need a rest right now mm-hmm. for this to pick up again, because this is the thing you need to eat, drink and rest in labor, mm-hmm. in, depending on how long it is, um, to keep your energy up because you're doing this massive marathon, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you really are, and I think it's a it's a long gig. Um, <laughs> it can be a really long gig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, okay. This is, I mean, this is so it's so great that you know where like that you can tell me like sort of when things happen. Also, because when you're in it, it's kind of like things get a bit like muddled in like your mind of like what happened next, and you're like, yeah, and then this other, yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's so nice to be able to hear from like your point of view also about like. Yeah. and outside of looking in um because yeah. I was also you know I was not in my primal birthing brain like you were a part mm-hmm. of being tired too and I mean I, I know you voiced that and maybe you remember that you were voicing like you're so tired being tired is also part of physiology many don't realize this feeling exhausted feeling tired is actually a part of the physiology of birth because you're bringing yourself in you're like yeah, it's a part of the relaxation that needs to happen, the opening and the, yeah, just being in that liminal space, you know, the mm-hmm. trance-like space, it makes you tired, really, really tired. Yeah. So just <clears throat> leaning into that is really important. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think, I think coming back to, yeah, waking up a bit from like having that rest and, um, 
I know I'd, I tried to eat something. Um, I was trying to make you eat yeah, something. I was, I was like, you need, some, you need some energy, girl. I was feeding you some honey. I made you a really sweet hot tea. Oh, that tea. I still dream about it. Like, it was so good. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think that was a bit later on, but it was like tasting it was just, oh, this like sweet warmth. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I've been having it since still like that. Um, I love that. <laughs> I think the tea was actually the thing that, that made you throw up. I ate some capsicum. You did eat some capsicum. Yeah. And I think the tea and the capsicum was at the yeah. same time, though. But maybe you continued the tea after. But I think you had yeah. a sip of the tea. Okay. And that yeah. sip made you have a massive vomit. Yeah. Yeah. So after I threw up, like, I felt so much better as well. Like, I remember, yeah, that was amazing. I was sitting in, in the bed and I was like, I need a bucket. I need a bucket. And then just like everything came out and I was like, yeah, okay, there's some more energy. It was like my body just had to get rid of that to have more energy for a while again. So I was like, okay, let's, um, yeah. Was that when I then wanted to dance around a bit to <laughs> music? Or was that later? Yeah, I think that was then, wasn't it? Um, yes, right. Yeah. This is, this is yeah. when I realized that you're really here to seek out your roots because you put on Viking music. <laughs> There was like Norsemen. There was this, yeah, I was really mystical Vikings. And I was like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on? And that's when I also figured out you actually speak Swedish, which you hadn't like kind of kept a secret. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you started speaking Swedish to me. And I was like, what's going on? Look, it was simple, simple words. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, maybe it just came out more than my my like body was like, we know how to do this. Like, this is our land. But like, you know, yeah, it was like, yeah. Yeah, you got a really good search of energy after that vomit. And yeah, you had a boogie. And yeah, I put on this really like flowy dress and I was like, yeah, let's like dance to this music sort of thing and just like I just want to touch on that really quickly as well like the whole ancestor thing is like yeah it's a big part of the reason why I came here and I feel really bonded my ancestors and my um heritage and that comes in a bit um later on in the birthing as well I had a little bit of a vision it was amazing um yeah I don't I don't know about the vision oh my god I love that yeah (laughs) talking before uh starting this uh podcast interview that Obviously, I was there, so I like not too much will come as a surprise. But hey, I don't know this. That is yeah. exciting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So back to your story. You were you were dancing to the Norse music, dancing to the Norse music, sort of going in in between different spaces. I mean, we don't have a lot of different spaces here, but you know, bathroom, sort of bedroom area, living room, sort of spot, and dancing around a bit, and then. And then they they sort of came back more, like they were stronger and they were, I think they were like uh, more frequent, like the surges. Um, for a little while. Yeah, yeah, for a little while. Um, also, I just want to mention as well to any like birthing mamas that, you know, or like women about to birth or like coming up to that, um, learning like things to sort of help take that pressure off a bit like oh my goodness do it um my partner every time a surge would come he would press on my hips and it would take half of the pressure away like it felt so so good like it was amazing um yes that was a really really great tool that we learned from you actually going through like the birth the birth course also please do a birth course um if you're going to give birth please 
No, but of course. Um, yeah, it's so that was that was really amazing for us to go through. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, they came back a bit more, and then I got exhausted again. I think, yeah. and I crashed again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe that was around the time where the midwife was gonna leave for a while. Yeah. So you had a, you know, you had that moment. You had a bit of like energy surge. Um, you had a bit of a dance for a little while. Um, and I think we're talking about like from the vomit, probably an hour of that. And then it just petered off again. Yeah. And I think also, yeah, I don't know. So me and me and the midwife, we were sitting on the couch again. You were on the bedside of your cute little apartment. Mm-hmm. And we were just, yeah, having a little bit of a conversation. You're going like, so, you know, she was like, what, what do you think? What's going on here? And I, and I said to her, you know, I have a feeling that both that probably we were a bit too early or at least the midwife was um, and that you are aware of that. And so we mm-hmm. talked about like, should we both give you some space? Like, is it both of us that might be holding you back from kicking off? Um, or should she go for like a wander and have, you know, leave um, to not, for you to not feel observed? For you mm. not to feel at all self-conscious, for you to fully let go. And so we were chatting about that and um, and we decided that I would approach you and just have a little chat with you about um, what the next step would be, you know, that. Mm. And I think so. I went around the corner. I think I brought the tea again <laughs> and encouraged you to get some more uh, sugar into you. And I said, you know, I said, we're both fully here for you. You know, um, we want to help you have this, you know, dream home birth that you're wanting. We want you to help, you know, the natural flow of process as much as possible. And so we just want to tune in with you. You know, we we think that the midwife should leave for a while. And if you want, I will do so too, or I will stay. And um, depending on what you feel like you need and that it's totally up to you. And, um, and I think you, do you remember this? Do you remember what you were thinking here? Or is this a blur for you? <laughs> it's, I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit vague. Like I know that you came in and sort of had a, had a chat and, um, I wanted you to stay. Um, yeah, I think, uh, the way that you hold a birth space is amazing. Like the calmness that you bring and like everything feels like so non-pressured and just like it's such a nice space to be in with you. And also like knowing that like yeah, you were here not just for like birth, but like for me also. Whereas I guess uh the midwife is sort of here for birth um and for yeah, everything that, that happens with that. But it feels much more that you were here like for me and like to help me through it kind of thing. Um and I think um yeah, I re- remember at that point is sort of when I asked you, like, did I did I call you too soon? Um, because it was like a big thing that was on my mind through like the whole time that you were here. Um, and I felt guilty for that. I was like, oh, they like could have slept for much more time. Like I didn't need to, you know. Um, yeah, and I felt I felt bad for that. And I think um that was sort of holding things back a bit. Um, yes. So once the midwife left and I voiced that to you and you said to me, um, you said you called Dackley when you were 
meant to and when you felt like you wanted me to be to be here so it wasn't too too soon so after I was able to like voice that and we sort of could talk about that I just it I let it go and it was gone um and I think that's sort of when things were able to yeah steady back on again a bit more Um, yeah and um and also I mentioned that so also before that when me and the midwife were chatting you know that was the thing right we wouldn't give you that space because we thought that because we sensed that right we we felt that um we were we were putting things in your head just our Mm -hmm. presence or maybe her presence at the end but um um but I also voiced to her this might also be her way of birthing because you never really had you know three contractions or four contractions in 10 minutes it never really got fully regular for you uh which we usually see I mean usually I say but again like there's nothing usual about birth (laughs) so but more so than not like you have a escalation as you get deeper into labor land they get stronger and closer together and they do get a bit more regular in their pattern even if they you know maybe there is only um two or three around in 10 minutes but they're you know they're lasting for about the same time and it's about the same time in between them but already here I was actually saying to the midwife maybe this is just her normal that she will this is how she labors and this is the thing right if you're looking for a textbook birth then a lot of births will fall out of that normal but if you're if you tune into the woman and into who she is, and I knew you, that's the thing about continuity of care, isn't it? That we have a relationship and I knew that you were a highly sensitive uh, person. Um, I knew you're very empathic. And so I knew that most likely our presence or maybe the midwife's present, presence was interrupting your process, right? Mm-hmm. But also that you're a gentle soul. and Maybe you will never have a super fiery birth maybe you will have this slow steady which actually ended up being the truth wasn't it yeah exactly I think it's a really good point to sort of touch on is that like no births look the same and you know most of the time yeah you you might see them getting closer and closer and sort of you know going on like that but um that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what your birth is going to be to be like and yeah that was what mine was like the whole way through up and up until she was born it was yeah they were closer they were further apart they were closer they were further apart like it was just kind of how it was um and I think being in that um to be honest was like a pretty men- mentally tough thing um because I wasn't I didn't know when it was going to sort of get to the point where she was actually coming or like when I could push her out or um yeah when when she was actually going to going to be born and I think that was like a mentally like tough thing is just like the not knowing because it's such a birth is such a mental battle um like our bodies know what to do and how to birth it um but our minds are so powerful that they get in the way of that and if anything is going on in like our minds and like we can we can stop that going on in our body and our body actually being able to do what it needs to do sort of thing so I think like the biggest role that we have in birth is actually just getting out of the way of the body and doing its thing um and being out of like really just yeah get out of the way and just go with it um but yeah it was a mentally like challenging thing because it was uh not seeing it getting like closer and closer and um yeah 
and even so, like just what you mentioned now is birth, right? It's always mm-hmm. gonna be you're never gonna know. You're never gonna know if you're gonna have a baby in an hour or in ten hours or in three days <gasps> when you go into that labor land. And it is really challenging to be yeah. with that unknown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a yeah. So moving moving on with the yeah, what was the story? So the midwife she popped out. Yeah, and then I know I was much more in the birth pool then um yeah so I was sort of like going in and out of birthing pool throughout like more of that time as well um and being in it for me was amazing like the first time that I went in it was like oh my goodness it took so much like pressure off my body and it was like the water just kind of held like just held me really well and it was amazing um yeah and took so much that pressure off um so I really didn't want to leave it (laughs) yeah very much in it and um yeah so I was in it a lot when she left um and I know at that point as well I was very exhausted so I was sort of like um having like mini naps in between the surges on the side of the pool um and Martin was there the, like holding my hand and like like stroking my hair and just sort of there which was amazing like I really wanted him to be close um and I know at one point I sort of woke up from like a mini nap and um it was you there and I was like I was like this is a different hand where's Martin gone I was like where's Martin and you're like he's just having a rest he just needs a bit of a sleep I was like okay okay because I mean it, it, it was a long time of not having any sleep for him and yeah it was a lot um but yeah so we sort of kept going like that in the pool for quite some time I know um I got up uh, got out to go to the bathroom at some point and sort of back in the pool and um, it felt a lot more calmer I think when it was just the three of us like it sort of took this pressure off um, I kind of feel like when the midwife was here there was this pressure that I that I should birth soon and that um, yeah that it shouldn't happen soon so once that was gone it was kind of just like okay it's just going to go as it's, as it's going to go sort of thing um, yeah so we just uh, kept going like that and then I think it was around midday I believe yeah you were very much in the same spot in that bathtub for probably two hours or something you were um like hanging over the pool holding mostly Martin's hand and some point yes mine when he had a little snooze um which you didn't really like you really wanted him close he was really your anchor and he was such a great support Mm -hmm. for you like I was very impressed with how incredibly present and loving and supportive he was throughout the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it was actually me that told him to go and have a little rest because you had kind of held on to his hand like, you can't go. <laughs> you had a moment where you were like, he was like, I'm just going to, no. I was like, okay, okay, not now. <laughs> and so he said for way longer. And then I was like sneaking in there and I took your hand and I was like, God because it was literally like a meter from you that he was anyways just lying on the bed next to you um and I think he only had about 20 minutes or half an hour there really while we were laboring together and and you were really much in the same spot that whole time Mm -hmm. you were like on your knees knees wide apart um belly in the water hanging over the pool edge and yeah doing beautifully in in just 
being with and breathing through and really doing those micro sleeps in between, which I think was mm-hmm. really important for you, both for your for your body to relax and open and also for you to get some of that energy that you can get from those micro sleeps. Do you want a natural birth, mama? Then a natural birth course might be for you. Do you see birth as a rite of passage and an important and transformational event that you'd like to feel fully empowered in meeting? Are you, like many other women, realizing that it is time to take back your power as a birthing woman in the birth space and birth your baby your way? Would you like to feel calm and confident as you birth your baby with all the tools you need in order to meet the labor sensations naturally and be ready body, mind and soul? Do you deeply down know that your body was made to birth your baby and that you have all the inherent power and inner wisdom to do so? Are you looking for holistic midwifery wisdom and guidance to assist you and give you all the evidence-based information you need in order to feel fully sovereign in your decision-making around your pregnancy and upcoming birth? Then the Natural Birth Course is for you. Find out more at thenaturalbirthcourse.com. And then all of a sudden, I heard a bit of a different noise in you. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you had a bit of a in your in your um, sounds, and I was like, "Ooh, what was that?" And you were like, "Yeah, I can feel her moving down, or her." I don't know if you knew it was. Did you know it was a her? Maybe I just made that up now. Did yeah. you? Yeah, you said that you could feel her move down. That if she felt lower now. Yeah. And uh, I think that was around 11, 11.30. And that's when I, I texted the midwife and said, hmm, I think you can make your way back now. Yeah. 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 I know um, during those few hours too, like me just being like on like the pool's edge and just sort of like lying there, it was, um, uh, it was really just like letting go. And I mean, I was there, but it was like, I was, I felt quite present like through like the whole thing. Um, I don't know if it appeared like that, but like I felt very present within like my mind. Like I was very in the room. Um, and I think like during those few hours, yeah, just like letting my body do what it was doing. Um, and yeah, having the pressure off really made like a huge difference. Um, and yeah, when, when like I felt her, <laughs> when I felt her like coming lower, I was like, wow, okay, this is like, yeah, just letting that you know those few hours of like letting my body just doing what it was doing like helped her sort of just come down to where she wanted to be um and then I know at one point I asked you if you could see like the line on my bum the purple line yeah yeah yeah, and you looked and you took a picture of it and you showed me and I was like oh wow yeah it's that because like (laughs) I was I was very like I wanted to know like everything that was going on because I was like this is so cool like there was like this little part of me that was like oh this is so cool this is amazing like what's what's like going on now um and I think through like the whole thing as well like one thing that I do want to say like no fear came up from like either me or 
Martin and like Martin being here as such like a calm like he was so calm the whole time and like going you know going for like for for him being so afraid of home of home birthing to then being the person that he was in birth was just amazing like he had no fear at all he was just here for me and just trusted my body and trusted you and just was like yeah this is just how it's going kind of thing um and it was amazing he was absolutely in like just the best person to have as like a birthing um support yeah yeah Um, absolutely like I can't even stress to everyone listening, like the first time I met Martin, I would never have thought that you would have a home birth, like because of how very close he was to even talking about it. It was just a clear no for him. And like, it was just so like, he just couldn't understand at all how that could be. Yeah. No. And that turnaround and then that, um, yeah, he's like one of the best um, midwives or doulas I've seen, you know, in birth. He fully embodied what I usually teach partners, like the presence, you know, the loving presence. That's what, that's your only job to be there fully for her, to be fully present for her in whatever she needs. Mm -hmm. And he really, really stepped up in an incredible way. He was so amazing. I was so impressed from the first you know, stepping into your apartment, seeing you on the floor with him, like how beautiful he was kissing you and holding you and hugging you and squeezing your hips and all that to the throughout, like he wouldn't leave your side. When you said you needed him, he was there, like falling asleep on his chair, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So he was really, really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. And I think like having that is like, yeah, um, paramount in having like a, uh, home birth in like that kind of way um mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so getting back to things happening um yeah so I think uh the mid wife sort of came back around midday around 12 or something right mm. um and uh yeah and I don't I, this this is where I'm a little bit like fuzzier because I was so much <laughs> more like in myself I think um, but I remember like when, I don't know if it, if it was you or, or her said that it was time to start pushing soon and that she was like coming and I was like, <gasps> and as soon, as soon as I heard that like that had changed and that she was down and that she was, you know, ready to like start coming, there was this energy that came back within me, like this, like, like this massive energy. And I was like, I'm ready. Um, and it sort of went from, you know, not being able to do much just you know trying to lay there and relax my body and let her come down to then like actually having like a role like I felt like I had a role in birth again I was like well not that I didn't have a role but you know like I could actively do something and that that was amazing like having that that sort of rush of like energy come back through was um was really amazing um yeah, you really, um, yeah, so you got that kind of different sound mm-hmm. and the midwife came back. Did you notice, because I think this is such a, again, um, obviously being the witness and the space holder for birth, mm-hmm. I see and experience it very differently from you, obviously, in it. But could you notice in you how there was a little bit of a shift when she came back? Yeah, I did, actually. Yeah, because yeah, I was really curious if you did, um, because I noticed it. And I think she again went back 
came in and and also noticed like oh you know or maybe Anna was wrong (laughs) maybe she's not about to have a baby um but again and I think it's I think this is really important for everyone to hear because everyone's different you know not everyone reacts the same way in birth right but again you being the highly sensitive person that you were there was very much a shift again when she came back into the space so even though you know her she had been there before it took you, I would say, from how I observed you, half an hour before you actually came back to where you were before she was there. Mm-hmm. So it's like you you stalled a bit again where you were like sussing out the space, yeah. tuning into a new person in the space, you know, being that highly sensitive, empathic person, tuning into everyone in the space. And what I want everyone to hear is that if you recognize yourself as a highly sensitive person, it's so important that one you know, you choose wisely where you birth, you know, hospital, home, birth center. If you're a highly sensitive person, you're going to be so much more affected by your surroundings than someone who might not identify as that. And like, I just love how it was so evident in your birth story, how even though you were close to actually now going to birth your baby and usually very few things can stop that. (laughs) Even the very kind of gentle coming you know this this woman that you know this midwife that you know came into your space that shifted for you even mm-hmm. as you were so close to birthing your baby mm-hmm. there was a bit of a pause but I would say for about half an hour before and I probably voiced that to you you know that um you're sounding different now like now you're back to where we were yeah I you do yeah, you did say that yeah yeah I think um I, I think her coming back in it took me uh much more out of my own body and back into like the room um and I sort of always felt that I was in the room but in a different kind of way like I was more conscious about okay what what does she think is going on or does she think that I'm going to birth soon or like what is she thinking and which is like such a like like that's just me (laughs) like I'm very like oh um is it actually am I doing this right whereas I mean it's my birth I wasn't doing you know you can't do it wrong but like I was like is this it? yeah that's just how I am um yeah so that I definitely felt that like shift when she came back and it like slowed down a bit more again um yeah before before you settled you know which you did after about 30 minutes it's like your whole system went okay everything's good all my all the layers of me every the slowest part of me is like ready now, like I'm safe in this room with all these people. Okay, let's go. And then it shifted and then you were back yeah. <laughs> and the the sounds took over. And mm-hmm. as you said, you had, um, yeah, you had a bit of a surge of um, stronger, more bearing down energy contraction. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, just before we move on, I want to skip back just a second to when I was like in in the pool when it was just the three of us and I was having my little um mini sleeps I had this vision (laughs) and I don't know if it was like during one of my little sleeps or not but um no it was actually I opened my eyes and I saw myself within like the birth pool and I saw this massive group of women around the birth pool um and it was my ancestors and I'm very like I'm very in touch with that like I'm very you know like I really think that they're always here with us and they're like watching over us and we can call them in to like support us in like a space like this and I had done so um like I I, yeah I wanted them to be there um because like women I mean we go back you know we come from women um and I think like calling all of them in for me was just like a really amazing way for me to feel like I had that 
um, extra level of like support and like women there for me. Um, and it was just, yeah. So I saw that and that's, yeah, I haven't told you that before, but um, yeah. yeah. And such a, like, it was such an amazing, like few seconds of like peaceful kind of like bliss. Um, and I like smiled, like I, I saw them and I was like, okay, they're, they're like here. And then I sort of went back to my little nap again or something, but it was such this, like, it was a really strong vision of them being there. And I was like, okay, cool. Like it was almost this extra, like relaxing, um, part. Um, yeah, just wanted to mention that because that was super fun. Um, that is beautiful. Yeah. You never told me that. You never mm -hmm. share that piece of, uh, your birth story. Cause we obviously have done like a birth debrief you know mm -hmm. session where we talked about all of this and yeah I love that I love yeah. that you had that moment it's really amazing yeah the veils um, are so thin aren't they when you're yeah. when you're in that space for sure and then, and then when you go into you know when you do shift into the bearing down the birthing you do get that adrenaline rush that's in a part of the physiology and you kind of come back into your neocortex you come back into your thinking brain and you you know as you know you probably share later on in your story like you can have a laugh you can have a conversation it's like you come back from that really deep space that you're in before yeah. that stage that actually was a really like um surprising thing for me like within like the pushing phase um yeah like I was so like I was chatting <laughs> at some point about some things and you know like I was sort of like yeah and like I laughed at I, I I think I laughed at one point or if I laughed inside myself I don't know it was like a funny thing but um yeah like I was so like conscious within like my like thinking brain again um and that was such a surprise I guess um yeah yeah because you do sort of come back into that um yeah, so coming into that phase of, you know, like the the shift and her coming down and um, uh, I felt in between my legs and, like, I could feel her head and it didn't feel like much. It was just this little, like, sort of opening and, like, this soft skin there and I was like, oh, my goodness, that's a baby. And I think it's, it's, it's this kind of, like, shock, like surprised still that like you you have this being inside of you that you're going to birth um and that as well like it didn't really like sort of sink in until after I birthed her and I was holding her and I was like how was she inside me like how did she even fit and just like having this like new being coming out of you is like it's it's amazing our bodies are just designed in this in incredible way that we are a portal for new life coming into the world you know and that's just I think um I always thought of it like that but I didn't really like like sink in and like hit that that's actually what goes on until like I was doing it um mm. yeah it was amazing beautiful so let's dive on into to that second you know phase of when you do start to bear down, because you were there for a few hours, yeah. you know, from the midwife came it was about four hours before she, I think, arrived earthside fully. So in the beginning, you were in the, in the pool for a while, just being with it. Um, and then 
we kind of coaxed you out to the bathroom. Yeah, I didn't want to go. <laughs> no, I remember you were you were both like, no, I we were like, okay, you know, we just leave it. And then I think everyone were like, it's it's probably a good idea to, yeah. <laughs> to move. <laughs> just to um yeah, you know, get in different positions, follow your body uh, and bring her down, especially the first time around. It can yeah. sometimes take a while to open open that channel so how did that feel for you do you remember being in the pool and going like I'm not moving from here yeah a bit yeah (laughs) yeah um so I know like I was on all all fours in the pool and um yeah you sort of said you know do you want to come out for a bit and I was like no I don't and I really don't want to (laughs) because it was like like the difference that being in the pool made for me was huge it was such a big difference and I couldn't imagine like going out of the pool with like being in that stage. Um, I was just like, that's impo- impossible. I can't do that. Um, I know eventually I did and I got up. I was very not happy about it, but I was like, okay, I'll go to the bathroom. Um, and then I sat there on the toilet for maybe like two or three um, surges and Martin was there and I just sort of lent on him and it felt so different being out of the pool for me um I just wanted to go back in the pool I was like okay I'm going back in the pool now (laughs) yeah I remember sitting in the doorway of the toilet and and, uh, talking you through the the surges like reminding you to go in your bum like let her come down and I think it actually really could you feel though even though I, I mean it's much more pleasurable in the in the hot water mm-hmm. than it is I think that's how we got you out actually because mm-hmm. it was getting cold in the water because you'd been yeah. there it's, you know that that pool water we refilled it many times but starting to get a bit cool so I was like I will refill it so it's like really hot and nice when you get in again and you go and have a little wee on the toilet and just sit there for a few contractions and uh, that's how we got you out I remember now what it was okay, that got right. you out. it's the promise <laughs> of the hot water <laughs> yeah yeah, um, I don't remember that much of that, like that chat, but I remember sort of like sitting there and like the difference in like how it felt. And I was like, this is a lot. It was a lot more. Uh, I don't want to say pain because it's not like it's not pain. It's it's different than pain. Like I've I've had women ask me now, like, did it hurt a lot? And I'm like, it's it's different like there's no other sort of pain that is doing like a good thing you know like the pain that you feel is like it's bringing your child and it's 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 doing a good thing um and it's yeah it's doing something productive um and it's sort of I would sort of more describe it as like an intense pressure and like a really intense like it's intense um but it's 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 different than pain. Um, yeah, I would say. Well, on your way back, you did a bit of squatting as well and a bit of, weren't you? You took a it's few fine. outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that really did do something because when you got back, I think you actually got the head further down. So you could actually, I think that's when you actually felt it. Yeah, I think so as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember uh, getting back in the pool and I think I went on all fours again um, and then you got me to lie on my side, um, which I don't know if that happens straight away or if I was on all, all fours again for a time. Um, well, you were really like 
you were probably having those bearing down surges for about maybe an hour or so in the pool before we were like, hey, do you want to go, you know, to the toilet? Um, and then, and then you did a bit of squatting on the way back to the pool. And when you got in, you were squatting again. And um, me and the midwife, we just had a little look in the mirror. And I saw that your perineum was getting white. Yeah. And for anyone listening, because you were obviously squatting, which is really great to bring the head down. But um, it is also a position that can cause tearing mm. of the perineum. A lot of pressure, right? Yeah, a lot of pressure, right? And so you were doing this amazing job, you know, bringing that baby down, right? But um, at that point, I could see that it got white. And that means that the blood circulation is not getting through. And so there's a higher risk of tearing. And so I said to the midwife, hey, did you see that? She's like, yeah. It's like, okay. And I said that to you. I was like, hey, um, let's um, lie you on your side. Because lying actually on the side, whether you're in the pool or you're in the bed or whatever, that can, and you have your legs together, that just helps the blood circulation. Um and just narrows everything down you don't you're not stretching the tissues by your positioning you're actually helping them and so you were then lying on your side um and how was that for you how did that feel I remember when you first asked me to lie on my side with my legs like together and I couldn't how will she come out like I was like how will that like how can she come out if my legs are together it was like this is the kind of thing in my mind I was like that won't work or something um or like I just couldn't like picture it I guess um because also I'd never seen a woman birth on her side before um and I was just like how or like birth on her side with her legs like closed you know and I was like how how what how (laughs) Um, but then, yeah, we got there and, um, yeah, I could feel with my hands, like when the surges would come. And one thing that was amazing with that is like feeling your body pushing without you pushing. Yeah. And it was the most incredible thing to feel. Cause I could just help it. Like I was just pushing with my body. And then when that, when that surge would end, like it would stop and then I would stop pushing also, um, so I was just sort of like helping my body push, but it, it was doing it by itself. And to like feel you working with your body to do that was such an amazing thing. Um, I'd heard in the past that that's, you know, what sort of happens or women can feel that, but um, to actually feel it was just this, I don't think I've ever felt so in touch with my body before in such like a strong way. Um, to Yeah, and to be able to like push with my body to bring her down was just it was amazing. It was just, yeah. Um, I kind of want to say as well that like pushing was fun in a sense because <laughs> it was like, yeah, okay. Like each like time it came, like I was ready again to then like, like bear down a bit. And um, I know you said a lot in the birth course, to, like push from your bum, like feel like you're pushing from your bum. And that's really what it feels like. It really, really feels like that. Um, and I remember like, I thought that like, consciously I was like oh yeah it does it does really feel like that (laughs) yeah but I remember yeah being on my side and um her head was like quite far down and like it took a while still I think but um I was pushing on my side for maybe like an hour or something I'm not sure yeah it was really slow and steady and you know for anyone listening um it's very I mean I can 
count less on my hands, like when I've actually seen a perineum go white and I act on it for anyone to listen, because um, I don't generally tell people how to birth their babies. Like I trust your, your intuition and, and, you know, you following your body. But when you see that, it's really important to, you know, to, to take care of your, of your pelvic floor, obviously, but like your perineum. And um, that position was so good for you. And it was so, it was just taking everything so slow mm-hmm. so that it allowed your tissues to fully, um, fully stretch. And it took a long time because it is a great position, but it doesn't go fast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you, you rely on your side anywhere in the water. So there's no gravity <laughs> to <Yeah>. anything, right? <laughs> so it was your, it was your body, you know, you followed your body and um, just went with, with the surges that took took her down slowly and steady and that is when you laughed like that's when we all had a bit of a laugh in the end because you because <laughs> the head would come out and we were thinking now it's going to stay it's like and now we're back in and we had a big laugh a few times there before we said okay you yeah. know do you want to you know do you want to birth her now let's let's do it so you moved into yeah. another position you chose to yeah. hatch your own yeah. baby that really happened like for a really long time though I just want to quickly like mention that because I think like uh her head was down and like I was like pushing her out with each like surge that was coming and it would go from her head being like fully inside me to then like during that surge it would go like halfway out and then it was like okay and then that surge would finish and then we would come back in again and this happened maybe like 15 times or so and like each time was kind of like yeah and this is when it got kind of like funny because it was like the head would come out and I was like I was like okay stay it's gonna stay this this time and it'll go back and I was like no just stay and that really shows you too like (laughs) like you were not in pain and you were not like you were laughing in between surges like and when you had a surge you were you know you went with it there was no fear there was like this just allowing your body and your baby to do its thing and I think yeah it's so beautiful that that can be highlighted in these stories in these natural birth stories because so many people are so afraid one of tearing and and two of that that's going to be so painful but yeah your body's amazing and and there's also ways to make it go slow and steady and yeah like the time that it needs to actually birth in like um in the best way for your body yeah but I do think that you know we realized after whatever you said you know 10 15 times that okay I think you're gonna have to get out of being on your side and it was fine now because your perineum was doing really well in stretching. And so we were like, yeah, you know, you can go back into that kind of semi squatting position and catch a baby. Yeah. So I went up onto one knee and sort of had my other leg like um, on a foot. So it was kind of like my legs were open and I was able to sort of reach down. Um, and I know then it was only like three, uh, three surges and um, yeah, her head like came and stayed Um I do, I I know like with those and like towards the end of me lying on my side maybe or maybe it was just when I was up, um, I pushed sort of once more once once my body had like finished just to sort of like want to hold her head halfway there kind of thing. Um, yeah, and it was a very different thing to like push without my body. It's a very, very different thing. Like it doesn't feel 
it feels more painful in a way because your body's like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm like done with this one. Like, why are you still pushing? And it was this kind of strange thing of like, yeah, but I, I just kind of gave one, one more push just to try and hold her head out. Um, and I think after three times that kind of like happened and, um, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> so being up on my knee and, um, uh, there's this clip of this, like the actual birth, which is amazing. I'm so, so glad that I have that and that you were able to do that for us. Um, and yeah, so there was one surge and her head came out and I actually say, is, is this her head? <laughs> And I mean, of course, it's like her head, but it was just kind of this like unbelievable thing of, you know, because her head was in and out and in and out and in and out. And then it was actually out. I was like, this is her head. I was like, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the surge stopped. Um, but my midwife said that I could keep pushing to get her body out. That's actually one thing that I would have liked to be a little bit different is to not have that. Like I would have liked to wait until the next surge to then birth her fully out um but anyway that's how it was um yeah when you're in that though it's kind of like and if someone coaches you mm. you kind of still go ahead with that I suppose um but that was fine um so yeah I pushed a few more times and I had my hands there like I had my hands on her head and I pushed a few more times her body came out with one more push and I brought her out um in my hands and brought her up onto my chest and sat back in the pool and I was like I just birthed the baby. And that was um, being able to catch her myself was the biggest dream that I had within birth. I wanted to be able to do that. Um, And, yeah, the fact that I could do that was, I mean, it just made everything the best possible, like, experience that I think I could have had. Um, And it was it was so crazy because I just, I birthed her, I caught her and then I just sat back and she was just here and Martin was here and everything was calm. And it was like, wow, she's here. Um, and there wasn't any, you know, bright lights in my face or like stressful things or anyone running around or checking me or anything like this. It was just like, I was there with my child kind of thing and um I think that was yeah that's the amazing thing about being out of birth at home you can birth your child to this amazingly calm space um and I think for her also to be able to be born into a space that felt like that makes such a big difference and then yeah and she had no pressure to like cry or anything she just was here for a while and then after a little bit just gave some noises like a little bit of a cry but it wasn't intense it was just like a, okay I'm here um yeah and it was amazing <laughs> yeah I think um like the whole the whole thing like for me you know I was in active labor for maybe 28 hours and pushing for three hours or something and I think um a lot of women that hear that are like oh my gosh that's such a long time and um it was a long time but also it's just like what had to happen for my body to birth her and I I I didn't tear no exactly I mean that that's the also like the jewel of the story because as I said it's not often I see a perineum getting white like I saw on you and to go from that and so important for everyone to hear like and just to reverse that like just you changed position gave it 
really slow time and you had no tears. Yeah. Nothing, not even a grace. Nothing at all. It was amazing. I actually looked at myself the same day and every, like I looked like I always did, just a little bit like swollen. Yeah. But like, I mean, <laughs> that's normal. Yeah. But I was yeah. just like, cool. I, a, a baby just came out of me. Like, how is it's It's amazing that like our bodies can do that in such an amazingly calm and like slow way and like in, in that slow pace. And that really just like, yeah, allowed her to be born in that kind of way. Um, and I think, um, you know, everyone, when you're going into birth, um, you know, to birth in a place that feels the best for you and to be out of birth at home was the best for me. And I think um, that was, that was sort of like the thing, like we're told that like birthing at home is going to make things worse or things are going to, what if this and that and all of these things are going to go wrong. Um, but I think for me, if I was actually birthing in a hospital, it would have been a very different, like, um, it would have looked very, very differently because, you know, firstly you're in this room with these bright lights in your face and like different people coming in and out. And my response to anyone coming into my space, even when I knew you very well, was like, everything just stopped and slowed and slowed down. So I think there with like, you know, staff coming in and out that I didn't know them and changing all of the time and them wanting to like look at different things or monitor things and all of that kind of thing. It would have just like, I don't think my body was like, would have let her come. And I think they would have, there would have been a lot of pressure for me to um, let them make her come quicker or do different things to, you know, make her come when they wanted her to come Um, and I think that's a really big thing about birthing um, at home you can birth on your own time and you Um, have the right the right people to um, not want to interfere with that because there could have been home birth midwives that would not have been comfortable with you never really entering into a regular pattern because even I mean we mentioned this before but we actually forgot to mention it throughout like you throughout this when we were together for example before the midwife came back as you were bearing down mm-hmm. and even then as well you would have a contraction and then it would go maybe three minutes and you had another one then it'd go six minutes you had another one two minutes you'd have one five like it was all it was irregular the whole way and so there would have been had you been either with maybe a different kind of midwife who would be oh this is you know I you know maybe yeah I don't know just not trusting the natural process for you that this was your normal but also um had you been in a hospital they would have wanted probably to augment you they would have wanted to maybe break your waters put up a uh, synthetic oxytocin drift intervene to make sure that you got stronger or regular contraction you know because you would have been labeled as most likely um you know slow to progress or even in the end maybe failure to progress this is the pattern where many women do end up getting augmented maybe having an instrumental birth maybe even going to a cesarean because they're just not um progressing in the way that the, the medicalized birth system wants them to and yeah. so I love that this was your experience and I love that you come on the podcast and share about it because it's so important 
for women because so many women will still choose to go into the hospital to birth their babies but wanting to have a natural experience to have this understanding of birth and to realize that first of all it's so important if you do choose to birth in in a hospital or maybe even on a birth center depending on where you are or even you know depending on the midwife you have as a home birth midwife knowing that you know birth can look this way and that it is perfectly like this was I, I feel in every cell of my being this was your way of birthing and if you have another child you're most likely going to have a similar you know that you birthing your way like this was your natural way of birthing there was nothing pathological at all about your birth but it was that understanding of this is your way and you are highly sensitive to anyone's presence so let's remove the things that makes you not progress you know and in the hospital they would never see it as that they would see the opposite they would want to intervene and put more in a sense pressure on you to to perform right and so yeah i you know i wonder if you would have birthed vaginally and without any kind of interference in the hospital i mean if i was there maybe i could have let's say for you i don't know because still it would be a lot for your gentle system to handle and whether or not your body would trust to open in that space I'm actually not sure what do you feel what's your feeling around that yeah I I mean you know based on just this like you coming into this space and like the like the trust that I have in you we've spent quite some time with each other before birth so like I know you very well um and uh like even the change in my body when you came in was like massive so I can't even yeah, I, I I don't know if it would have been possible for me to do in hospital because I would have been like so aware of like the room and like them coming in to check and then and then them thinking that, you know, oh she's this or she's that and like that kind of thing, which also adds like more like pressure if if they're thinking that my body's not doing what it should be doing or like anything like that. Like it's so much more pressure to come on. Um and actually, I just want to mention really quickly as well that um, I, you know, I spoke with my mom about her birth of um, my sister, who's the firstborn, and uh, it was very similar for her, but she was in hospital um, and she was in labor for a very long time and it wasn't, it wasn't progressing fast enough. Um, so they gave her a drip um and to like help like to make things sort of like force things to go along more um and then she didn't actually know this but my dad mentioned it um they cut her without (gasps) yeah and my dad said this he was like yeah they just like took like a tool and just like and you just like split open and mum was kind of like they're like what like I didn't even know that that happened um and I think that sort of says a lot, yeah, about what what can happen um, in those sort of spots. And um, I think also like for mum to be able to like, you know, talk about birthing at home in like natural way kind of thing, I think um, like at the time she wasn't even like aware that maybe that was like an option um, or that, yeah, that she could do that. And I could sort of see this like, like her think about her birth and sort of what they did to her and like maybe back then they told her that that had to happen for her to to be able to birth but for her to actually learn that like you don't need all of these things to happen for your body to birth um, I think that was a really sort of maybe 
light bulb thing for her in like thinking that okay like my birth could have been a different way but also for her to know that her body didn't do anything wrong Mm. like her body could do it they just sort of forced it to do it in the way that they wanted it to be done yeah yeah, so to have that also um and to you know like I, I think births like the one that I had can be a very um here like they can heal a lot um, I feel like for myself, it healed a lot of um, the bond that I have with with my own body and like the trust that I have within my own body and within myself. And then also, you know, for mum to be able to like see that and be and from, like that could have been like a really great thing for her to heal as well from some of the things that happened to her that she didn't want to happen within her births. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and I think that really speaks to the um, the power that we have within us and that we can take back as well because I feel like a lot um I really feel like you know women have been you know we don't like the world doesn't trust us to birth anymore um and it's been really sort of taken away um from our hands in a sense and like we don't have as much um control and um power over what happens to our own bodies within birthing Um, and it's also it's such a strange thing because I feel like it's the only it's the only time um, in your life where um, the whole world feels like they can tell you what your body can and can't do and what you should and shouldn't do with your body and it's completely fine to tell a woman that you know Um, it's really I I love that you shared your mother's story because yeah, it really, I get goosebumps because it was very much, you know, your birth probably. Um, the reason usually that a episiotomy is done, which it sounds like you said, you know, they, they cut her, right? Your dad said that, is to, is when they see just what I saw with you, that the perineum might tear and instead they do an episiotomy because it's believed that that potentially um, can be less of a damage now there's two different schools around this um, where some believe it's better to tear because it's a natural tear and the that will come back together the muscle fibers will come back together uh, and, and heal much better than if you actually cut because that cuts the fibers unnaturally but that is the reason why people do episiotomies. However, if you do an episiotomy, that means that your mother probably was on her back, yeah. maybe up with her legs in stirrups, right? Which again, I would say like 80% of the world's modern Western women still birth in that way. Maybe not up in stirrups, still many do, but on their backs, right? And again, so instead of seeing that and then maybe saying to your mum, right? move to this side do do what we did with you right just mm-hmm. maybe look you know put your legs together let's take this very slow let's move instead they did that you know and this this is the thing about truly when you truly do understand the physiology of birth and not see a woman's body as like just parts and like the biomedical model of viewing things and the pathologization of birth really it's just it's such a different way that you handle these situations, right? So with you, we just like 
how can we make you feel so utterly safe and secure so that your body can take over and birth instead of putting up a synthetic oxytocin drip mm-hmm. to force your body to open? You know, the two different schools of thought here, like how can I help your physiology instead of how can I view you as the problem and intervene with your faulty wound, you know, kind of view. Yeah. Really, like that is really, and I mean, it's such a gift what you're giving right now to all the listeners of, of this comparison of your beautiful mama who had that medicalized version of the same kind of birth that you had you know, that took its time. I mean, I was with you for 17 hours before I came <laughs> home. And, um, you know, talking about that, you know, how for such a long time during those hours, you were like saying to me, like, I'm so tired, I'm so exhausted. Like, how can I birth a baby? Like, I'm so exhausted. You didn't say, like, how can I birth a baby? But you know what I mean? Like, you had that energy of like, I'm so exhausted. When is this, you know, when I'm going to birth? And then when you birthed, you had so much energy. Oh like, you, you just had, and this is the thing that women, need to hear it too like you can feel like you're so exhausted you will never be able to continue but you will get a surge of Mm -hmm. adrenaline when you birth and then you're going to be flooded if you do have a physiological birth flooded with oxytocin and it's just going to like you're not going to be able to sleep I mean I'd love to hear if you could sleep that night I told you (laughs) (laughs) exactly you know you've been up so long and you've been doing this marathon but the hormones help you like yeah. this is the design. So, I mean, we're going to go back to you still being in the pool and obviously birthing placenta and everything. But I just want, you know, you got this, like you're, you were wide awake after you birthed your baby and you were in love and you were in this blissful state, walking around with your baby, like <laughs> doing your thing. <laughs> so talk us through that feeling. You're sitting in the bath with your beautiful baby and Martin. And I know I was filming you. So I was just like standing in the corner, just filming you and your Baba for probably, I don't even know, 10 minutes or something while you were just like in awe or something, doing your gazing into your beautiful baby's eyes yeah I mean that was unbelievable like I said like it didn't really fully hit that I had a child until or like that I had a baby within me until like she was born and she was on my body you know um and that was such a like sort of yeah time um of her just being there with us and yeah looking at her and Martin being there and her doing her little cry that was just to tell us that she could breathe well and that was just like yeah cool um everything was just very it just it just kind of felt like yeah cool okay we just birthed it was like okay like it was this kind of um almost like yeah like I can't believe how calm it was you know um and you know I knew like I knew that that was possible but still doing that was like really made it hit that like we are capable of doing that you know like I'd seen other women do it before and like watched watched a lot of other like positive like home birthing things um which I think is a really great thing to do if like you want to do like a natural birth or a home birth like watch other women that have done it don't fill yourself with like things you know like women that have had a bad time you know or like things that weren't so great um really focus on like seeing other women doing it and like having positive experiences with it um yeah and I and I just did that I was like wow I I did it I did like I had my dream birth like it was my dream birth and um I knew like I knew that I could do it but I guess like I there was maybe like some kind of 
maybe the world's right and that my body can't do this or that I'm going to think it's too hard or it's mm. too much and I'm going to want to go in hospital or have those pain those painkillers like I think that was a very small thought like I think I didn't have any fear of birthing but I'd been told a lot and I think also like being here in Sweden home birth isn't a very big thing um, and there's a lot of fear around it also so if I mentioned it to anyone that we wanted to home birth um, it was met with the best case was like oh cool but I think you'll end up going in and having drugs because it'll be too hard like or it was kind of like oh, okay. uh okay are you sure you want to do that maybe 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 try for your second child like that kind of thing um to then the other end of like I had a woman tell me that if I birthed at home I would die um and it was kind of you know all of these kind of you know and it's hard not to let those things get to you. Um, and I know that you you were saying to me a lot throughout the whole thing, like, don't tell anyone then that you're going to birth at home. Um, and I sort of, yeah, went to then, you know, being very reserved about who I would share it with. Um, you know, where we're raised to believe that birth is this terrifying thing or maybe they've been through a birth that, like, um, wasn't very great and they had a lot of trauma through that and you know like we live in a world now that one in three women have birth trauma which is crazy and in some countries one in three births are through c sections um, yeah in some countries like brazil it's over 50 percent. so it's more yeah it's it's absolutely crazy where around it's going so yeah. you also um you know not not long after you birth your baby you had kind of a separation leading and uh, which means that the placenta has detached and I remember one beautiful thing that when you were birthing your placenta you had a little piece come out um just like before the rest came out just sticking out and you were touching it and you were like I love how you were like touching it and telling me like oh my god it feels like a flower do you want to talk through that I would love you to share because I've never heard a woman say that so you were still in the pool and you were kind of just like gently breathing it out just holding the cord as it's like gently coming out and you were just touching that and telling me that tell me tell me what you meant with that because I found it so fascinating yeah I'll never forget I think like when I felt her head for the first time when it was halfway out and like that like how that felt and then also like to feel the plus center like you know that first part of it coming out and it really did feel like that it felt like um an underwater flower it did it felt like these like petals and they were they were so soft I couldn't believe how soft they felt I think that was like the biggest thing it was like yeah it felt like these like petals and it was it was they were just so soft and like the way that they moved within the water also was just like I don't know it was this magical kind of yeah and I just I was I really like to feel them like I was like wow this is amazing like <laughs> so amazing like to be able to like feel it and like have that time to spend with it in that kind of way as well mm. um I think it was yeah not very long after like she was born that it like came out by itself as well mm. um yeah, and I pushed it out a bit. And I'd been told things about that also, that um, 
you know, what that can be like that, you know, midwives can like press on your belly and to like try and force it out and all of this kind of thing. So I didn't really know what to expect from that, I guess. Um, but since it came, yeah, it just came by itself. And um, I just sat in the pool with her here, like held her here and with one hand, like with that um, and just kind of, yeah, was giving like gentle pushes, which like it didn't, didn't hurt. It was like this gentle kind of like, yeah, a little bit of like pressure again, but like not anything like really intense. And then, yeah, I was able to birth it and then just be in the water with her and the placenta in a like tub there. Um, and we didn't we didn't cut the cord for quite for quite some time. We really wanted to wait um, yeah. as well. And uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and a couple of days after I did some like prints from it also. So I've sort of, um, yeah, I've got that as a, cause I think there's something so amazing with the placenta, like it was, you know, what gave your child like it, life for the first nine months of its life kind of thing. And it's also like a part of me, um, that was like a part of her, you know, that, that it's like the actual bond between your bet your body and your child I think um mm -hmm. and it's such an amazing thing and I think it's really sad that it's often viewed as just this piece of like medical waste that's just thrown out or that like some women I know in some parts of the states you don't even have the option to keep it or to take it home um and uh yeah I think it's really sad because it's such I think also an amazing part of like birth and um what the whole thing's about um yeah, it's beautiful that you made a few prints. If you had a first-time mama in front of you right now, who's about to have her first baby and she's really wanting to have a natural and empowering birth, what advice and pearls of wisdoms would you give to her? Um, I would say, again, like I know I said it during it, but it's really a mental game um, and just to get out of the way of your body. Your body knows what it's doing. Um, one thing that I said to myself a lot during birth is like my body knows how to birth this child just as my body knew how to grow it because you don't think about growing your child it just happens um, and I would also say like if uh, you know if you want to go and birth hospital and you're fine with that like go and do that but if it's a thing that you know like if you feel that you want a natural birth or or a home birth um, like really dive into like how you feel about that and like any fears that you might have about it um, because to let them go I think is going to be such a huge part of it and to um, birth in the place that you feel the best in um, because that's what's going to make it go the best for you um, and also question how you think and feel about birth and why um, and if you want to change that then you can sort of do work to change that and also maybe work with it spiritual midwife that's there for you um and do a birth course for sure <laughs> it's, uh, yeah to learn actually about what happens during it is amazing it really mm. helps thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your birth story together with me it's such a pleasure when um women that I work with decide to come on and share it's just such a beautiful sharing space for both of us I love it thank you so much beautiful thank Emma for having me and thank you very much for being a part of our birth and uh yeah helping us through that it was amazing to have you
you for listening. If you love this podcast, then please consider sharing it. Leave a review or make a contribution on our Patreon page. And if you want to connect on social media, then find the podcast on Instagram as The Natural Birth Podcast. Thank you for listening.